What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Cop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies Ambulance, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, and Fantastic Beast, The Secrets of Dumbledore. First, let's talk about the movie Ambulance. Here's a quick synopsis. A veteran, Will Sharp, desperate for cash, agrees to assist his brother Danny with a dangerous bank robbery, and along the way, they hold an EMT and her patient captive. The film stars Jake Gyllenhaal, Yaya Abdul-Mateen, and Isa Gonzalez. Standout performances. It feels like the last decade of Jake Gyllenhaal's career has been building to him working with Michael Bay. He's gone for with his recent performances in 2014's Nightcrawler, 2017's Okja, Velvet Buzzsaw, and Spider-Man Far From Home, both in 2019, and The Guilty in 2021. Some have called these performances way too over-the-top and showy. For instance, many people do not enjoy Gyllenhaal and Okja, they feel like his zany performance does not fit that movie at all. Lucky for Gyllenhaal, you'll never be accused for an over-the-top performance in a Michael Bay film because the director's entire filmography is filled with over-the-top performances. His movies themselves are over-the-top. It's always fun to see a movie star work with Bay, Will Smith and Bad Boys, Nicolas Cage and The Rock, Bruce Willis and Armageddon, Mark Wahlberg and Pain and Gain, Ryan Reynolds in Six Underground, and now in Ambulance, you have Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal and Bay are a match made in heaven. Since 2017's Baby Driver, actress Isa Gonzalez has become a consistent presence in blockbuster movies, with roles in Alita, Battle Angel, and Hobbs and Shaw, both in 2019, and in 2020, she appeared in Godzilla vs. Kong. In Ambulance, Gonzalez is playing an EMT who is great at her job and comes off a little cold at times. She's seen a lot and isn't shocked by anything. To contrast with Gyllenhaal's performance, Gonzalez is giving a more subdued performance. That's what's fascinating about a Michael Bay movie. For every wild performance, you also get a quality, dramatic performance from actors like Ed Harris in The Rock or Billy Bob Thornton in Armageddon. His movies have different tones in them, and sometimes those tones can hit or miss. For the most part, in Ambulance, it works. The person who gets lost in the movie, though, is actor Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Sadly, he gets overshadowed by both Gyllenhaal and Gonzalez. He does get one cool shootout scene, though. Gyllenhaal will next star in a Guy Ritchie movie, another director that he should pair well with. The actor is also attached to star in a remake of Roadhouse. Gonzalez's next projects include the Apple anthology series Extraploitations with Meryl Streep, Tobey Maguire, Edward Norton, Sienna Miller, Jim Emma Chan and Matthew Reese, and the Netflix series The Free Body Problem with Benedict Wong. For a decade, from 2007 to 2017, director Michael Bay made five Transformer movies, only one of which is good, the original film. In these last few years, he's gone back to the films that made him a big name in the first place. Six Underground, starring Ryan Reynolds, is a film I liked a lot. Does the plot make sense? Are the characters memorable at all? Absolutely not, but only Bay could have shot that insane car chase scene. One thing that struck me about Ambulance 
Collins is it reminded me of The Rock. Bay returned to the idea of veterans don't get what they deserve in the United States. In The Rock, Ed Harris's character is holding the country hostage for money. And in Ambulance, Mateen's character in this film is a veteran who can't afford his wife's medical expenses and decides to rob a bank. We usually don't think of Michael Bay as a director that has a common theme in his movies, but between Ambulance and The Rock, there is a theme. Veterans don't get their just due in this country. Michael Bay is back to making signature Bay movies with plots that make zero sense and feature awe-inspiring action sequences. The problem for Bay is the ever-changing box office landscape. Bad Boys made over $140 million. The Rock made more than $335 million. Armageddon over $550 million. Pearl Harbor made just under $450 million. Four of the five Transformer films made over $700 million. Three of them over $800. And two of them made over $1 billion. The lowest Transformers film made $600 million. It used to be no matter how good or bad the movie was, if Bay made it, it would be a hit. With Ambulance, the movie has garnered Bay's best critical reviews of his career, yet it made only $51 million at the box office. It's the lowest of the filmmaker's career. Ambulance is not Transformers. It's not going to make a boatload of money, but it should be closer to $100 million. So one has to wonder where Bay's career goes from here. Will he go back to making franchise movies like the Transformers or make movies like Ambulance? I've said this before about Bay. He's the perfect candidate to direct a Marvel movie. Who says no to Bay directing a Fantastic Four movie? The director has already worked with actor John Krasinski on the movie 13 Hours. I'd love to see it. The action sequences in Marvel movies have become bland and uninspired. I think Michael Bay would definitely fix that. The gunfight sequence in Ambulance is better than any recent Marvel CGI action sequence. Overall, Ambulance is the perfect marriage between director and star and Bay and Gyllenhaal. Is it a tad long? Absolutely. But it's the type of movie you want from Bay. I hope he continues to make movies like this and I hope he reunites with Jake Gyllenhaal soon. Let's switch gears and talk about the movie Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Here's a quick synopsis. Sonic's arch nemesis Dr. Robotnik has returned, this time with a mysterious new enemy with powers similar to Sonic's Knuckles. The film stars Ben Schwartz, Jim Carrey, James Marsden, Idris Elba, Colleen O'Shaughnessy, and Tika Sumter. Standout performances. Ben Schwartz is best known for his comedic performances in Parks and Recreation, House of Lies, and The After Party. What you might not know is Schwartz has a second career as a voice actor. He's been the voice of Dewey on Disney's remake of DuckTales from 2017 to 2021 and voiced Leonardo on the Nickelodeon series Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And now he's the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. And he's, of course, super funny. Schwartz has a super recognizable voice. He's the perfect actor to voice this character. And lately, Schwartz is really showing his incredible range. Like, I thought he was incredible in the dramedy standing up, falling down with Billy Crystal. And I thought he was one of the best parts of the after party on Apple TV+. No modern actor has had a weirder career than James Marsden. Early on, he was in superhero movies like the original X-Men trilogy where he played Cyclops. And he also appeared in Superman Returns. Then for a time period, he played the guy who didn't get the girl in both The Notebook and Enchanted. He was the star of his own 
romantic comedy with 27 dresses, and in recent years he's done a lot of television. Westworld, Dead to Me, and The Stand. Marsden is an actor whose career is hard to get a grip on. I've really liked him in Hairspray and Enchanted, both in 2007. 2010's Death at a Funeral, The Butler, and Two Guns in 2013. He's just never become the major movie star I thought he would be by now. In these Sonic movies, he's tasked with having his scene partner be a CGI hedgehog, and not only that, he has to play the father figure to Sonic, and this is not the only movie where Marsden has starred with a CGI talking animal, the other film being 2011's Hop, where Russell Brand voiced the Easter Bunny. P.S. It's not very good. As for Marsden in Sonic 2, he's very good as Tom, and it seems like he enjoys playing the character. Marsden has had a super odd career to say the least. Idris Elba is in this movie voicing the villainous Knuckles, and this is not the first time that Elba has voiced a villain character. He also voiced the character of Shere Khan in Jon Favreau's live-action remake of The Jungle Book, and I really liked Elba as the character Knuckles in this movie. The fight scenes between Knuckles and Sonic are a lot of fun, and finally, the weirdest thing about these two Sonic movies is Jim Carrey. It's strange to me that Carrey chose of all things this kid franchise to go back to his comedic shtick that made him famous in the first place. Carrey has compared playing Dr. Robotnik to when he played Riddler in Batman Forever, and while I enjoy him as Robotnik, he was a lot better as the Riddler. Carrey has also hinted that he may quit acting. This would be a weird note to end on. Ben Schwartz will next do more voice work in the film's Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the movie and DC League of Super Pets. He also has a supporting role in the upcoming film Renfield with Nicholas Holt, Nicholas Cage, and Aquafina. James Marsden will next reprise his role of Prince Edward in the film Disenchanted with Amy Adams and Patrick Dempsey. And finally, Idris Elba's next movie is George Miller's 3,000 Years of Longing with Tilda Swinton. This is weird to say out loud, but Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool movies have really influenced kid movies. He even had his own with Pokemon Detective Pikachu, and you can see his influence on Sonic. Sonic in these movies, like Deadpool, is witty and makes references to pop culture. At one point in the movie, Sonic calls Knuckles the Winter Soldier, a reference to the Marvel character played by Sebastian Stan. And I think it's worth noting that one of the producers of the Sonic films is the director of the first Deadpool movie, Tim Miller. Another way that Deadpool is influencing Sonic is Sonic, like Deadpool, is breaking the fourth wall and talking to the audience. These two Sonic the Hedgehog movies are also two of the only video games adapted to movies that people have enjoyed. There have been so many disappointing ones in the past. Prince of Persia, Need for Speed, Warcraft, Assassin's Creed. We are getting some good ones lately. I really liked Uncharted. And On the Way is a Mario movie starring Chris Pratt, Anya Taylor-Joy, Charlie Day, Seth Rogen, and Jack Black. And a Metal Gear Solid movie starring Oscar Isaac. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was a big hit at the box office, making over $385 million. The seventh highest grossing film of the year, Sonic has clearly 
clearly become a viable franchise with a third movie already on the way. Overall, I did like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 more than the original, mostly due to the action scenes. I think the plot and humor are flawed, but these films are a lot of fun. Let's switch gears one final time and talk about the movie Fantastic Beasts The Secrets of Dumbledore. Here's a quick synopsis. Albus Dumbledore assembles a group of wizards to take down his nemesis and former friend Grindelwald. The film stars Eddie Redmayne, Jude Law, Mads Mikkelsen, Dan Fogler, Allison Sudol, Calum Turner, Jessica Williams, and Ezra Miller. Standout performances. One of the few really good things about these past two Fantastic Beast movies has been Jude Law as Albus Dumbledore. He particularly reminds me of Richard Harris, who played the character in the first two Harry Potter movies before sadly passing away. Law has made a ton of big studio fanfare movies lately, like King Arthur, Legend of the Sword in 2017, and Captain Marvel in 2019. His work as Dumbledore is by far his best acting in these kind of blockbuster films. In between these movies, he's also done great work in indies like Vox Lux in 2018 and The Nest in 2020. After being disappointed in Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, I was excited when it was announced Mads Mikkelsen was taking over the role of Grindelwald from Johnny Depp, who controversies all is terrible in the film. Mikkelsen has been a bad guy in 2006's Casino Royale, the first Daniel Craig-led Bond film, 2016's Doctor Strange, and he's very good in Secrets of Dumbledore. The best scenes of this movie are the ones between Law and Mikkelsen. Jude Law will next star in Peter and Wendy, directed by David Lowry, where Law will be playing Captain Hook. The movie Firebrand with Alicia Vikander, it was also recently announced that Law will star in a new Star Wars show from Spider-Man No Way Home director John Watts. Mads Mikkelsen's next movie is Indiana Jones 5, and I'm super interested to see if Mikkelsen will be playing the obvious villain role or something else entirely. To go along with Harrison Ford, the rest of the cast includes Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Boyd Holbrook, Toby Jones, and Antonio Banderas. And the film is being directed by James Mangold, and I'm hopeful he'll give Indiana Jones a great send-off like he did with Hugh Jackman's Wolverine and Patrick Stewart's Professor X and Logan. I want to talk about Eddie Redmayne's character, Newt Scamander, who is supposedly the lead of this franchise, and that was the case in the first film, Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them. That film primarily focuses on the terrific trio of Newt, Tina, played by Catherine Watterson, and Jacob Kowalski, played by Dan Fogler, and had a terrific villain in Colin Farrell's Graves, who was secretly Grindelwald the whole time. These past two films, Newt has taken an almost secondary role to Law, and one of the worst things about Secrets of Dumbledore is Watterson's Tina is nowhere to be seen until the final minutes of the movie. The biggest crime this franchise has committed is they made new characters that fans enjoyed, and then they took them away to take a backseat from characters from Harry Potter lore. Like, we already got, what, seven Harry Potter movies? There was plenty of movies already about Albus Dumbledore. I liked a movie about Newt Scamander. I don't like these last two Fantastic Beast movies because they're not about Redmayne Scamander. One thing I think this franchise needs is different filmmakers. The three Fantastic Beast movies have all been 
directed by David Yates, who directed the last four Harry Potter films, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, Harry Potter and the Half-Blooded Prince, and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Parts 1 and 2. But one of the best things about the Harry Potter films was the number of different directors the franchise used. The first two films had Christopher Columbus, the third film had Alfonso Cuaron, the fifth film had Mike Newell, and then the last few had David Yates. These Fantastic Beast movies are not working, and if they are going to continue, they need a new director at the helm, and that's not a knock on Yates, who directed some of the best Harry Potter films and the first Fantastic Beast movie, which is great, but these last two don't work. Yates' next movie is Pain Hustlers, starring Emily Blunt. It will be his first non-Harry Potter film since The Legend of Tarzan in 2016. And right now, there are some real questions as to whether this franchise, Fantastic Beasts, will continue. This film made just under $400 million, a huge drop-off from the first Fantastic Beast film that made close to $900 million, and the sequel, which I think is really bad, made close to $700 million. Fan interest in this franchise is dwindling by the day, and on top of that, this movie is swirling with numerous controversies, replacing Johnny Depp and J.K. Rowling, who continues to make horrendous comments online. There's a good chance that this is the final film in a franchise that's supposed to have five total. There's no world where I see this movie getting two more sequels. And I didn't even mention what's going on with Ezra Miller, who plays a prominent role in this franchise. Everyone's talking about what's going on around this movie and not about this movie, and that's this franchise's biggest problem. If it is the end for the Fantastic Beast movies, it's rare for a franchise to end before the full story is told. The only other examples I could think of are the Divergent movies, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which was only one movie, The Amazing Spider-Man films. These are all franchises that never received a proper finale. We are three films in with Fantastic Beasts, and I couldn't tell you where it's heading and why it matters. And for that reason, maybe these movies don't deserve a finale. Again, I'll reiterate, I think one of the only things this franchise could do to gain back my interest would be to hire a top-tier director to close out this franchise, and I don't see that happening anytime soon because I don't think any big-time director is interested in making these movies. In general, if I had to bet, I bet the Harry Potter franchise is about to go the Star Wars route, which is pivoting to television instead of movies and TV you can spend more time on the arc of characters like Newt. In movies, you really do have to get to the point. Like, the sequence of Dumbledore is two and a half hours long, and I don't really care about any of the characters whatsoever. But if this was an eight-hour miniseries, I think it would go over much better. And let's make no mistake about it. I mean, one of the biggest advantages of the Harry Potter franchise is that they were books long before they were hit movies. I mean, people loved Harry Potter before he ever came on screen. They don't have that same relationship with Newt. That's why a character like him, who fans are not used to, would go way better on TV. Overall, what was once a promising franchise has now become a chore to watch. Law and Mickelson are fine in the movie, but I'm annoyed by the fact that Redmayne and Watterson have taken a backseat to a plot I don't care for and is all over the place. 
place. 2016's Fantastic Beast and Where to Find Them was a movie that could really stand on its own. It didn't need the lore of Harry Potter, and now its two sequels have all been about Albus Dumbledore, when I think it really should have been about Newt Scamander the entire time, because I was beginning to care about that character. Why make me care about that character only to make the franchise about a character in Dumbledore that we already spent seven movies caring about. None of this franchise's plans makes any sense. Eddie Redmayne is an Oscar-winning movie star. He deserved better from this franchise. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and I highly recommend you watch the movies Ambulance and Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Next week on the podcast I'm talking about the career of actor Donald Gleason and the movie Hustle starring Adam Sandler and Juan Hernan Gomez. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.